Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Positive Politics, where together we will tackle all of the crazy events occurring in our political atmosphere and consider how we can address these events and change our country for the better and create a better political environment. Alright, let's get started. So in the last couple of weeks, a lot has changed in the Democratic presidential primary. Joe Biden coming off significant endorsements from the popular representative Jim Clyburn won a big, and I mean big in South Carolina, resurging his campaign from the ashes it was once in. After this major win, he received numerous other important endorsements from Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, and just now, Mike Bloomberg, and was able to raise a lot of money. At the time of this recording, Joe has continued his momentum in the Super Tuesday states, winning a bunch of states like my home state of Virginia, along with North Carolina, and many others. It really seems as though the moderate wing of the Democratic Party has really consolidated and united around Joe Biden, making this a two-man race between Biden and Bernie Sanders, who had an impressive showing in California. And you know, I have to say, this is a really intriguing storyline, as both of these candidates represent unique wings of the Democratic Party and are proposing distinct plans in defeating President Trump. So, as the primary starts to heat up, I'll analyze and give my opinions on the strengths and weaknesses of these candidates and their possible impact on the November election and the country in general. So first, let's start with former Vice President Joe Biden. He represents the moderate establishment wing of the Democratic Party. While he having no exciting plans or visions, Biden represents more of a return to the Obama years. His main fuel for running is this message of uniting our country again and restoring the soul of our democracy. And with the strong track record of working with Republicans to get things done, he is really trying to pitch that he can heal the wounds of this country and reinstate that trust, civility, respect, and moral character in the White House that he claims to be lacking. It seems that if he were to get the nomination, then it is the the main contrast he's going to try to make with President Trump is how he is experienced, the good character, the decency, the strive to build bridges instead of barriers. Additionally, he was also a major subject in the impeachment against President Trump. So it'll be interesting to see how both of them address that topic, specifically if they start doing debates with one another. He will most likely be able to take advantage of the frustration against Trump and his dramatic and polarizing nature and serve as the more mellow, calm, and righteous substitute to dissatisfied voters. So I would say his strength is mostly that he can make a big anti-Trump tent with all of the people dissatisfied with his administrations, from the independents to maybe even some of the moderate Republicans and centrist Democrats. I would also say that I think he would have a better chance at winning over the Trump voters in the swing states like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, even though there isn't any empirics to support. It's just a personal opinion that I feel because those people were originally Democrats and they are more modern, so maybe a moderate appeal can get them back. But again, there's no data, there's no specific polling on those people that I have access to, so I honestly do not know for sure how that will play out in those key states. 
But we do know for sure that he has immense support from the African-American community and could really inspire a larger turnout from them in November. Because, you know, keep in mind that Hillary Clinton, one of the main reasons why she lost was because she struggled to bring out the African-American vote in the swing states like Michigan. So maybe Biden will be able to put the Democrats over the top there by bringing out those voters. However, the voting electorate is changing. Young, specifically 18 to 30-year-olds, may are starting and may start in the future to vote in larger and larger amounts. And that brings us to Senator Bernie Sanders. His campaign has been a model of consistency and transparency. From the beginning, he has stood by and staunchly advocated for his far-left economic policies and even described himself as a democratic socialist. He has maintained his supporters since 2016 and continues to advocate for Medicare for All and student loan debt relief. He has been able to inspire this passion for politics in many young voters and has already shown in the youth turnout at the early primary elections. He has also generated massive support from the Latinx community and other groups starting to gain more political power. In many ways, he does represent the future of the Democratic Party and maybe even the future of America. However, the main question for him is, is the Democratic Party ready for him right now? Will he be able to keep the moderates and inspire them to vote with the same passion as the young people he has inspired? If he becomes a nominee, are independents and moderate Republicans going to be ready for his plans for massive change? When it comes to matching up against President Trump, Bernie does have certain advantages, though. While his extreme policies may not be able to win over people in the center, perhaps, he can bring out the youth vote in extraordinary numbers that it may compensate for that. He can instill this passion and dream and hope among voters, and that can really inspire and excite people, and that could really go against the excitement Trump has built up. Because, you know, for so long, we tend to think of swing voters as Republicans that can be persuaded to switch and vote Democratic. But Bernie could do something unprecedented. He could swing a lot of non-voters into voters. In 2016, voting turnout was only around 55.7%, with only a 46% turnout from the young voters aged 18 to 29. There was serious political apathy going on right now with the youth, and Bernie could reinvigorate our democracy by bringing so many more of these people to the polls. And honestly, this will make it more representative and really ins- uh, make the voting block and uh, voting turnout more consistent among all of the ages. But I mean, again, this is all speculation. We do not know for sure how much youth voter turnout would change. And if history, if we learn anything from history, the youth vote is always unpredictable. It's always unreliable. So how much will that really change? We don't really know. And how much would that change regarding if Biden is the nominee instead of Bernie being the nominee? But nevertheless, it is still important to think about, in my opinion. It is also important to consider geography as the presidency will be decided by the Electoral College. If Sanders' gains with the youth will only help him win bigger in the states that are already primarily blue, like California, then it may not help much against Trump. But if this excitement of new possible voters occurs in the swing states, then that could actually work in his favor. In the end, 
I see the Bernie and Biden comparison coming down to this. Do Democratic voters think our country and their political adversaries are beyond repair? Or do they think there is still a chance to reunite the country and win back Republican voters and moderates and independents? A Bernie versus Trump race will represent extreme ideological factions trying to oppress one another and could leave us even more divided than we already are. If Bernie wins, it could result in a Republican Party moving even more to the right. Biden's moderate campaign is focusing on healing the wounds of our country and trying to bring unity. But the thing we have to ask ourselves is, is that more idealistic of a dream than a real dream? I, for one, am still hopeful for our country, that we can possibly come together and find common ground and not be as divisive. But hey, I guess we just have to wait and see. That's it for me. See you guys next time.